Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. Judges chapter 16. The Bible says, and she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters and he became a grinder in the prison. However, somebody say however. however. The hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven or shaved. I want to speak on the subject, it will grow back. Turn to five people around you and just tell them, it will grow back. Supposed to be five people. Oh, you only trust one neighbor. <laughs> Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this moment. I pray that you speak to us through these scriptures. Anoint me. Use my, my mouth to proclaim and declare your oracles. May someone be lifted. May someone be touched. May someone be changed today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shout a big amen. Now, Marvin Sapp is a singer, sang a song entitled, Don't Count Me Out. And I love that song so much. I want to encourage you to listen to it. It's a very powerful song. And part of the lyrics goes something like this. Like this. So don't count me out when you don't see what he sees. And who is this? This is God. You can't tell, but his glory is resting on me. I am his choice. I am after his heart. The unveiling is starting now. So don't count me out. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we tend to think that those who have failed or those who are disadvantaged, or those who went down financially will never rise again. The underdogs in life are never given the benefit of doubt. They are underrated, underestimated, and even undervalued. In fact, many people think such people will never amount to anything. But sometimes, these are the very people that pull a surprise on us. For example, a team that is underrated ends up winning the tournament. A boxer that is losing rounds ends up winning the bout with a TKO. Ask your neighbor, do you know what a TKO is? I remember one time I was watching this match of this guy who was fighting. I can't remember his name. 
And in the middle of the fight, it was a boxing match, he dislocated his arm or his shoulder. And so he started fighting with one arm only. And I could hear the commentator saying the, 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 the bout is over. I don't think this guy will win. But let me tell you, this guy surprised everyone. He ended up winning that match, fighting with only one arm. A child like Jacob, who doesn't look like he will amount to anything, doesn't have special skills. You see, when Esau, his brother, came out of the mother's womb, he was hairy. So he looked different, but Jacob was just a plain guy. A guy who stays with the mother 24-7. So scared that when he sees a cockroach, calls the mother to come and kill it. Doesn't look like he's a pugilist. Doesn't look like he can fight. He can defend himself. He's not a hunter like his brother Esau. Yet this is the guy that ends up getting his father's blessings. Someone who flunked his grades, wasn't athletic at school, didn't have special gifts, cannot sing, cannot stand before people and speak, doesn't have the hallmarks of a gifted or talented person. This kind of person can pull a surprise and end up becoming great. I need to submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that failure happens. Setbacks are real. Cutbacks are part of us. I need to let you know that you can lose monies. You can even lose your job. Sometimes you can even lose a marriage. You can lose friends. But let no one count you out yet. I came to tell you you can bounce back. Please, before I finish my message, give somebody a high five and tell them you can bounce back. You can build what has been destroyed. And you can grow what has been cut. You can recover what has been lost or what has been stolen. And whatever has been destroyed in your life, you can build it again. The story of Samson is a classic one. I call it a Bible blockbuster with so many vital lessons. One lesson we learn from this story is that no matter what you have lost, no matter what has been taken away from you, you still have another chance to build it again. And when you blow that chance, you still have another chance again to build it again. Can I hear an amen in this house? You see, Samson was a strong guy, was anointed. He did mighty things. And then one day he fell in love with a woman. In fact, I want to commend Samson for one thing. At least he fell in love with a woman, not another man like him. Because we are living in confusing times. When men are falling in love with other men. And women are falling in love with other women. And they want to normalize it. But let's give it to Samson. At least he fell in love with the opposite sex. As a pastor, I find it easier to counsel somebody who is struggling with fornication. 
than to counsel somebody who is struggling with homosexuality. Because if a man is struggling with another man, how do you counsel that man and you are a man? When he's looking at you, what, what are you thinking is going through his mind? <laughs> you want to call for security in case of an emergency. <laughs> so Samson fell in love with a woman. Her name was Delilah. He loved this lady. He loved this guy. This girl rather with all his heart. But when you follow the story, you realize that Delilah did not love him much. In fact, Delilah was in the life of Samson for a particular mission. She was planted in the life of Samson by his enemies. She was in the life of Samson to know the secret of his strength so that she could deliver him into the hands of the Philistines. I need to ask you a question. Have you ever loved somebody who pretends to love you? Lord, help me with this message. Because I feel resistance right from the onset. I need to ask again, have you ever loved somebody who doesn't love you? Okay, let me rephrase. Have you ever passionately loved somebody who doesn't love you? You have a crush on someone who hates you. You love an enemy. Samson was in a difficult predicament. He fell in love with a woman who didn't really love him. In fact, this woman started plotting for his downfall. She started planning how she could bring Samson down. He fell in love with a dangerous woman. And you see, feelings sometimes cannot be controlled. Sometimes your feelings can love your enemy. Church is very quiet. Your feelings can be attracted to someone who is dangerous. Who is lethal to your destiny. Who is an enemy. But your feelings still like the person. So Samson was in that predicament. So ask your neighbor, are you in that place? The reason why you're very quiet, I think... You're resonating with this message, isn't it? This woman was in the life of Samson for the following reasons. Number one, she was in the life of Samson to entice him. That is the first reason why Delilah was in the life of Samson, was to entice him. To entice is to attract artfully and arouse desire. She was there to arouse his desire. He was there to excite his emotions. He was there to make him feel good, feel nice, feel wonderful. Let me tell you, love can make you feel nice. Love can make you feel, yes, thank you, heaven. Love can make you feel fantastic. The warm, fuzzy feelings that you feel when you look at a person of the opposite sex, it makes you feel very, very nice. It's fantastic. It's amazing. You feel like you're floating when you're walking. You're on cloud nine. Isn't it? 
And many times you are not even hungry. You are full all the time. You don't feel like eating. You lose sleep. You are thinking about this person. And the more you are thinking about this person, the more you are feeling nice. In fact, if somebody looks at you, you are alone. You are smiling alone. It's like you are talking to imaginary figure. An imaginary figure. Conversing with an imaginary figure. It's such a wonderful feeling. Isn't it? How many of you have ever fallen in love before? Lift up your hands and you're not ashamed. Even if it didn't work. <laughs> even if you fell in love with the wrong person. Please lift your hand properly. If you do this now, what is this? You're falling. How was the experience? Was it nice? You, do you remember the first time you fell in love? Some of you, the first time you fell in love is when you were in the nursery school. You started these things long time ago. <laughs> it was a nice feeling, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember my first crush was in the nursery. Why are you judging me? <laughs> Ask your neighbor for me, when was your first crush? It's a nice feeling. And so Delilah came into the life of Samson to make Samson feel good, feel nice. Hallelujah. Yeah. If, if you're falling in love with somebody, they should make you feel good. They should entice you. Because they're not falling in love with a tree. They're falling in love with a human being. And if there's no chemistry, please run away. There should be chemistry. There should be fire. Mm, you should have a certain feeling. Fantastic feeling. Wonderful feeling. Your heart is racing. You have goosebumps. Your hair is standing on end. All the hairs in your body are standing on end. All of them, visible and invisible. <laughs> so they told Delilah, go and make yourself irresistible to him. How you dress, how you talk, how you treat him how you handle him, he should feel like he cannot do without you. And if you're married here, you need to employ this strategy to your husband. Entice him. Make all his hairs stand on end. This side, they are very spiritual. They don't want to agree with what I'm preaching. Use your eyelids, your eyes, your voice, your touch, the way you swing your hips in front of him. Seduce him proper. I cannot go deeper than that. <laughs> in short, let him want more. That's why you see it was very difficult for Samson to break away from Delilah. Because after pulling the gates, 
after killing the Philistines, yeah? after tearing the lion into pieces, the man was tired and he needed to be refreshed. Where did he go to? He went back to Delilah. And Delilah pulled up her skirt, took his head, put on the thigh, and struck the man of God. Hey! Share. <laughs> Pastor Dennis, are you okay? <laughs> Secondly, what was her assignment? It was to discover his strength. It was to discover her strength, his strength, rather. Everyone has a secret to their strength. Everyone here, there is a secret behind your strength. There is a secret behind your brilliance. There is a secret behind your extraordinary abilities or even your anointing. And Delilah was on, a, on an assignment. The Philistines sent Delilah to Samson's life to discover the secret of his strength. So she was not there just to love him. She was there to try and figure out how comes this guy is very strong. What is the secret? Because remember she was being paid to do that. She was working. Delilah was working. She was not loving. She was working. <laughs> so she was to discover the strength behind Samson's extraordinary uh, strength. Number three. She was there to emasculate him. They were banking on her to emasculate this mighty man, strong man, energetic man, to weaken him so that he could easily be captured by the Philistines. That's why she started pestering him with the same question every day. And you see, Samson was so intoxicated with love that he didn't realize that the language Delilah was using on her had changed. She started asking, what is the secret of your strength? She was no longer talking about love. Oh, I miss you. I'm glad you've come back. Oh, wow. How was it out there? What did you do today? No, the language had changed. But because Samson was in the love stupor, he could not understand that this woman was actually after his strength. He was so intoxicated with loving her that he didn't realize that she had changed her language and interest. Verse 6, the Bible says of Judges chapter 16, she told him, please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. Tell me what makes you strong, Samson. I want to know the secret of your strength. So she was there to make sure that Samson is immobilized. Samson is weakened. Samson loses his strength or supernatural ability to do what he was doing. And so Samson also started lying to her. The first lie, he said, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dry, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. But she tried that and it did not work. So he came up with the second lie. And he said, if they bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, 
Then I shall become weak and be like any other man. She tried it. Again, it did not work. Then he came up with a third lie. And he said, if you weave the seven locks of my head into the web of the loom, then I shall become weak and be like any other man, which he did, but still it didn't work. Delilah became frustrated. Delilah became angry. And she pulled out the famous line. Do you know the famous line? Judges 16, verse 15. How can you say, I love you, when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. If you really love me, you should tell me the secret of your strength. It's the famous line that people pull out when the relationship is not working the way they want. Do you really love me? If you love me, I should know the money in your bank. If you love me, I need the, the passcode of your phone. <laughs> uh, if you really love me, I need to know. If you have children out there. It's true. Isn't it? So Delilah realized that Samson was not telling her the truth. And she had to pull that line out. And she said, look, if you really love me, yeah, then you have to tell me the truth. Because all this time you've been telling me, oh, I love you, I love you, Delilah. I cannot live without you. I cannot breathe without you. I will cross the ocean for you. I will do anything for you. I will fight men for you. I will defend you. I will provide for you. I'll put sh a shelter above your head. But you see, Delilah said, look, you have been lying to me all this time. So I don't think you love me. I don't think you're serious with this thing called love. Maybe she even threatened and she said, maybe, it is not written, but I'm just thinking. She said, next time you lie to me, I am gone. Yeah, I will go. I will go and look for a man who truly loves me. <laughs> and when you read from verse 16, I want us to go to verse 16. Jump to verse 16. And it came to pass when she pestered him. Look, she kept on pestering him. She pestered him daily. She now became a nagging wife. Or a nagging woman. Pestering him daily with her words. And pressed him. So that his soul was vexed to death. When a woman wants to find information, I'm telling you. She will smoke you out of that hole you're trying to hide yourself in. Pressed him. Pestered him. Maybe she even said, next time you come from lifting those gates and killing Philistines, you will not visit Thailand. <laughs> because I know you like going to Thailand. <laughs> even highlands you will not see. Only a few understand what highlands are. <laughs> Pestered him. Pressed him. Until this guy was feeling like I'm going to die. Not answering this woman is making my life very, very difficult. Look at the next verse, verse 17. 
So he go to a place that he told her all his heart and said to her, no razor has ever come upon my head for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved or shaven, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Verse 18. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once, for he has, he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. Remember, she was working. They came with money to pay her because she has done what they wanted her to do. Then she... Tell your neighbor, fear women. <laughs> she's planning something very evil, but again, she's still ministering to the man of God. She lulled him to sleep on her knees. She was saying, come baby, come. Visit Thailand for the last time. <laughs> and call for a man. And he had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began, look at that. She began to torment, even before the Philistines arrived. She started tormenting Samson. She began to torment him and his strength left him. Verse 20. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. And he didn't even realize that his head had, had been shaved. You see, many wives cannot fight you when you are awake. They will wait when you are asleep. That's why I want to advise every man here. Don't go to bed mad with your wife. Make peace before you sleep. Because you might not wake up in the morning. Please, I've given you advice. Don't say I didn't tell you. <laughs> and you can imagine how deep the sleep was that when the woman was shaving this guy, he couldn't even wake up. The lulling was deep. The stroking of his head was deep. The massage on his neck was very deep. The guy slipped into slumberland. Deep sleep. Didn't even know where he was. Your wife can put something in the dinner. The food you are eating. To knock you off. So make peace. Just tell her, Mama Boy, is there anything that I've done that makes you mad? <laughs> now, when his head was shaved, there are three things that Samson lost. Number one, he lost his freedom. The Philistines captured him bound him by fetters of bronze and made him a grinder in prison. A man who was mighty, doing great things for God. He became their prisoner. The Bible says they then offered a great sacrifice to Dagon their God and even rejoice. 
They sang a song in praise of their God. Their God was called Dagon. You can read that in verse 24. This is what they say. They said, our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land, and the one who multiplied our dead. So his captivity sparked worship in the Philistine territory. They thanked their God for giving them victory. Samson was captured, and when he was captured, he lost his freedom. He was confined in a prison, and he was working on... The name has disappeared. The name has disappeared. That one. And he was grinding. He was working on a treadmill. Yes, I've remembered. He was working on a treadmill as a grinder in prison. Going round, but not making any progress. Couldn't visit his family. He couldn't go to mountains. He couldn't go and visit. You see, Delilah was not the only woman he visited. He couldn't go back to visit the women he used to visit. The guy was captured. He lost his freedom. He was in prison. Secondly, he lost his eyes. He lost his vision. He lost his eyesight. His eyes were gouged out as he became a grinder in, in, in prison. Or gouged out as he became a grinder in prison. He was going round but blind. He didn't even know where he was. Because he couldn't see what was around him. He was a blind person. Didn't know where he was. Didn't know his location. Didn't understand his geographical location. Where he was. He didn't know because his eyes had been gouged out. You know eyes are very important ladies and gentlemen. Because eyes give you vision. Amen. When you have eyes, you can see. When you have vision, you can see. When you have vision, you can see where you're going. You can see where you're coming from. You can see where you are, and you can see where you're going. So, uh, Samson lost vision. He lost the vision that God had given him to defend the Israelites. Remember, he was a judge, and his responsibility was to rule the nation of Israel, to judge the nation of Israel, to defend and protect the nation of Israel. You can see that when the president is being sworn in, he also swears to defend the nation, to defend the country, isn't it? That's why he's given the constitution, he's given a sword. Isn't it? What else do they give the president? They give the constitution, the sword, and something else. These are instruments of power for him to be able to defend the country. So, Samson lost his vision to defend the Israelites. Number three, he lost supernatural strength. By the time he woke up, he was weak. Mm. Even Delilah tested his strength and he realized the man is weak. He tormented him. I don't know what she was using. Maybe a knife from the kitchen. Tormented him or she used a fork. Tormented him. But the guy could not defend himself. He was weak. You can see how weak Samson was that even a woman was tormenting him. He was so weak. 
that he couldn't even resist Delilah's attempt to torment him. I can imagine Delilah slapped him. He couldn't even raise his hands to hold her hand. Pa! 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 This one is for making our people die mercilessly. Pa! This one is for stressing the Philistines who have paid me. Pa! Another slap. This one is for the day you came late and you didn't tell me you are coming late. This one is the day you cheated on me. You went another place to be with women. And Samson could not resist it. That's how weak he was. This one, for not saying thank you after visiting Thailand. <laughs> Tormented him. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, by the way, it's good to say thank you. <laughs> After paying a visit, it's good to say, Pastor Tina, you're not talking to your neighbor. Everybody turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, it's good to say thank you. After visiting Highlands, Midlands, and Thailands. Don't go to the lowlands, it's dangerous. But after losing all these things, his eyes are removed, his hair has been shaved, they are now mocking him, they have taken Samson, they have bound him, they have taken him to prison. Now he's grinding for the Philistines. I don't even know where he got strength to do that. And they're mocking him, he has become their prisoner. The Bible says in Judges chapter 16 verse 22. Can we read together? However, the Bible says, however. Somebody say, however. I want you to know there is a however in your story. Oh, did you hear what I say? I say there is an however in your story. However, something happened. The hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. I mean, after going through all these things, mockery, being captured, his eyes gouged out, and now he's relegated into a prison. While he's in that deep, deep dark place of despair, his hair began to grow again. Even though he was hidden, even though he was laughed at, he was though, even though he was relegated to the prisons, the Bible says his hair began to grow again. Why his hair? Because that was, that was where the secret of his strength was. Are you getting me somebody? The Bible wants us to see that the secret of his strength began to come back. What the enemy had taken away from him began to grow again. I feel like preaching. <laughs> he, 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 was, he was in the prison. A dark place. And I'm so glad they put him in prison because in that place they could not monitor the growth of his hair. 
Because if they had put him in a well-lit place, they could have said, hey, hey, the hair is growing again. Let's go and shave it. So he was in a dark dungeon. And they could not be able to monitor the growth of his hair. But I'm glad that as his hair began to grow, it signified a new season. There's someone here I want to let you know that this service is a service to grow your hair again. Whatever had been shaved, whatever had been destroyed, whatever the enemy had messed up in your life, I prophesy and I declare over your life that it will grow back again in the name of Jesus. Your glory is coming back. Your strength is coming back. Your honor is coming back. Your favor is coming back. Your breakthrough is coming back. Your elevation is coming back. Your promotion is coming back. Your progress is coming back. Who am I preaching to in this house? It is coming back in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout a louder amen in this house. Give somebody high ten and tell them it's coming back. It will grow back again. It is growing, it is growing, it is growing. His hair began to grow. Sit down. And when his hair began to grow, it signified four things and i'm going to give you those four things and then i'll be out of your way number one when his hair began to grow he gained four things number one he gained his voice samson gained his voice when samson was taken captive we don't hear him speak at all he never said a word he was quiet in fact no one even came to speak for him no one associated with him. No one said anything to the authorities about Samson. Delilah, after getting her money, she disappeared. She did not use the money to come and bail her boyfriend out of prison. She didn't speak on behalf of Samson. The members of his family did not speak on his behalf. They didn't come to speak for him. Samson was quiet and the people around him were also quiet. But when his hair began to grow, he regained his voice. The Bible says in Judges chapter 16 and verse 26, Then Samson said, Then Samson said, Remember, they were having a big celebration in a stadium. And the ruler said, bring Samson so that he can entertain us. And so a lad was sent to be able to guide Samson because he was blind, he could not see. And at that point, Samson opened his mouth for the first time since the day he was captured. And he said to the lad who held him by the hand, let me feel the pillars which support the temple so that I can lean on them. He was quiet while the enemy was celebrating his downfall. But as his hair began to grow, he also regained his voice. He had lost his voice in shame. He had lost his voice in humiliation. He had lost his voice in defeat. But at the right moment, when his hair began to grow, he got his roar back. The lion in him started roaring. The tiger in him started roaring. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you will get your voice back. Look at another one and tell them, you'll get your robe back. Hallelujah. 
This service is to give you back your voice. Mm, who am I preaching to in the house? I say this service is to give you back your voice. Some of you, the enemy has silenced you for so many years. Your circumstances have silenced you. But this morning I prophesy that your voice is coming back in the name of Jesus. You are regaining your roar like a lion, like a tiger. Shout yes in this house. In fact, can I hear your roar in this service? Look at your neighbor and tell them it is coming back. The Bible says you will speak to this mountain. Oh yes. And the mountain will hear you. You will speak to the mountain. And the mountain will hear you. You will tell the mountain be uprooted. And be cast into the sea. And the mountain will obey your voice. The reason why the mountain has never moved is because you've been too quiet. But this morning I came to stir your heart up. I came to stir you up. I came to cause a commotion in the city of transformation. It is time for you to open your mouth and speak to the mountain. Gain your voice. Gain your roar. Speak to the mountain. And the mountain will be removed. Give somebody heightened and tell them my voice is coming back. Oh yes, I prophesy by the time you leave here, every mountain that is standing on your way, it will have to give way because of your voice. Every devil that is standing on your way has to bow because of your voice. Every circumstance that has been stubborn in your life, it has to give way because of your voice. Every red sea in front of you that had removed to part ways, it has to give way because of your voice. Give him a Shout one more time. Yes, your voice is coming back. In the name of Jesus. Sit down. Number two. When his hair began to grow, he gained his confidence. Samson gained his confidence. As the hair grew, so did his confidence. He felt confidence rising within him you see before that if you looked at samson he looked like a chicken that had been rained on he looked like a cat that had been rained on he looked like a dog with its tail be between its hind legs scared but when the hair began to grow something started rising within his heart confidence began to rise within his heart mm. you know the capture the gouging of his eyes the shaving of his head dented his confidence no wonder he didn't speak for a while he was covered in shame it made him weak it made him helpless but when his hair began to grow my goodness his confidence began to rise within him. He started feeling, I can do this thing again. <laughs> he started feeling, I can fight again. That's why I told you it will grow back. The confidence will grow back. The boldness will grow back. Something within him began to tell him, you can do it in a big way. Leave alone what you have done in the past. 
what you can do now will be bigger than what you have ever done in your entire lifetime. He started feeling something rising within him. Look at what he did, verse 26. Then Samson said to the lad who held him by the hand, he said, let me feel the pillars. I want to feel the pillars. I can't see, but I need to feel the pillars which support the temple. In other words, he was telling the, the, the boy, take me to the very foundation of this building. Because what I'm feeling, I, have to, I feel too much power that I don't want to waste this power. I want this power to be used properly. Take me to the pillars that support the temple so that I can lean on them. He wanted the pillars that support the entire building because confidence told him that if you can just feel and touch the pillars and move them, something is going to happen. Hmm. There's somebody here, you lost your confidence. But this service, your confidence is rising. I say in this service, your confidence is rising. As your hair begins to grow, your confidence is growing as well. The things you thought you could not do, I prophesy. By the time you leave this service, your chest will be out. Your head will be held high. You will feel like, I can do this. I can do it. I can build a house. Oh yes, I can buy land. Oh yes, I can be a pastor of a mega church. Oh yes, I can get married again. Oh yes, I can, I can, I can develop a family. Your confidence will rise again in the name of Jesus. In fact, as I'm preaching, may your, confident, may your confidence begin to rise in your heart and in your spirit in the name of Jesus. I cast out every fear. I cast out every intimidation. I come against every situation, every force, every power, every devil, every demon that has taken away your confidence, every failure that has arrested your confidence and I prophesy as you listen to this message, let there be a stirring in your heart. May you begin to feel, I can build it. I can do it. I can rise again. I can become successful. If you believe it, shout aloud, louder. Amen. Give somebody a high five and tell them, my confidence is rising. Oh yes, my confidence is rising. Some of you here, you've been very shy. You've been intimidated. You've lost your sheen. You've lost your shine. You've lost your confidence. But I'm so glad that you came to this service this morning. Because I came to remind you that your hair is growing. And as your hair is growing, your voice is coming back. And as your voice is coming back, your confidence too is coming back. What you felt you could not do, I prophesy. By the time this service is over, you will live here with confidence. You will live here with boldness. You will live here with courage. You will say, bring it on. I think I can do it. I think I can build it. I think I can start that business. I think I can fall in love again. I think I can build that company. I think I can buy a house. The devil is a liar. Who told you that it is over? It is not yet over. May confidence rise within you. Shout yes if you feel it. I say shout yes if you feel it. Give somebody high ten and tell them, neighbor, I will be stronger again. I'll be anointed again. I'll be empowered again. For 
extraordinary feet. Give somebody a high five and tell them, my confidence is coming back. My confidence levels are rising in the name of Jesus. I am not the little shy girl you used to know. I am not the little shy girl you used to know. Something is happening within me. There is a stirring in my soul. There is a stirring in my heart. There is a stirring in my spirit. I can do it. I can build it. I can do it. I can build it. I can do it. I can build it. I can do it again. Shout yeah. Shout a Holy Ghost yeah. Are you feeling something? I hope you're feeling it. I am feeling something inside of me your neighbor's hand and ask them are you feeling something are you feeling something are you feeling something even if they told you you are ugly I came to remind you beauty is in the hands of the beholder one person can call you ugly but because of your confidence Somebody else will say you are beautiful. Somebody say somebody else will say you are handsome. Somebody else will say you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And somebody else will be attracted to your confidence. Shout yes. Shout a holy ghost. Yes in this house. Samson say let me let me feel. I just want to feel the pill. I can't see. But I still have some senses. Which are still working. Let me feel. Mm. Let me feel the pillars. You might not have everything. That the thing that is left. I say the thing that is left. She will give you the confidence to believe that you can still accomplish extraordinary feats. Hallelujah. I pray for a starring. I pray for your confidence to go to another level. Let it rise. I say let it rise. I say let there be a starring in your soul. Let there be a starring in your spirit. Shout yeah. If you can feel your confidence is rising, give God a shout of praise in this house. It is rising. Sit down. I need to give you two more. Number three. When his hair began to grow, his prayer life came back. You know, he had gotten to a place where he depended more on experience than prayer. That's why when Delilah, his ex-wife, told him, the Philistines are here. He woke up as usual, thinking that he would do what he was used to do. But that day he didn't know that God had left him. But at this particular point, we are realizing that his prayer life came back. That's why you should never remove prayer from your life. If you remove prayer from your life, you are shaving yourself. You are giving yourself a haircut. 
Do you understand what I'm talking about? He prayed. Look at verse 28. Samson called to the Lord, saying, Oh Lord, remember me, I pray. Somebody that was not praying. He was so used to victories, upon victories, upon victories. That's why sometimes God allows failure to bring you to a place of prayer. Because when you win too much, you think it is your power. You think it is your strength. In fact, you think it is your experience in battle that is giving you victory. And God had to allow a setback in his life for him to come to a place of prayer. Don't wait until problems push you to a place of prayer. But sadly, that is our story. Many times we pray when we are in a crisis. That's when we pray. But when things are flowing, eh, ni sheree. Piga sheree mbaya sana. Look at Samson. As long as he's pulling gates, killing lions, as long as he's setting the Philistines' field on fire, we don't see him praying. In fact, he could come from a revival meeting and go into a harlot's house. Fire the harlot until morning. <laughs> Carry the gate, put it in the mountain, then go for the revival meeting again. And you know he was strong. And the man who is strong, he is strong everywhere. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Father, these people don't understand what I'm preaching is fine, Lord. I am with you. I'm enjoying what you're downloading in my spirit as we continue preaching. He was strong everywhere. A man who can pull a gate. What can he do to a woman? In fact, I need to meet those women and ask them, how did you survive this kind of onslaught? Hey, Samson, you're killing me today, Yawa. <laughs> Don't worry, you will not die. <laughs> he was not praying. The day he became weak, he realized, oh, it was not my strength. It was not my power. It was God who was strengthening me. And so he immediately went to a place of prayer. Samson called to the Lord saying, Oh Lord God, remember me. I pray. I know I've done very bad things, but just remember me, I pray. I've not been a good boy, but remember me, I pray. I've gone against your commands, but remember me, I pray. I've broken all your rules and regulations, but remember me. I pray. I've disobeyed your word, but remember me. I pray. When you get to that place, nobody will tell you to pray. You'll find yourself at the place of prayer. Never wait for a crisis to push you to a place of prayer. You should pray before a crisis hits you. 
so that the prayers that you've been making can sustain you in a crisis. Because when you pray because you're in a crisis, it is too late. You're not even praying properly. That's when you even pray foolish prayers. Oh God, I pray. Next time I do something like this, kill me, Lord. <laughs> foolish prayers because you're in a crisis and you're desperate. And you can say anything because you just want God to take you out of that problem. So pray before you enter into a crisis. Amen? Tell your neighbor, pray before you enter into a crisis. Then number four, the last one. Then we finish. When his hair began to grow, he regained his strength. Wow. His strength came back, ladies and gentlemen. What was lost came back, ladies and gentlemen. I thought somebody would be excited. This is very nice. His strength came back. The Bible says in verse 29, Okay, 28. Then Samson called to the Lord saying, Oh Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me. Even in his prayer, he asked for strength. Strengthen me, I pray. Just, <coughs> excuse me, just this once, oh God, that I may be, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. It was a very selfish prayer. That's why I'm telling you, when you are in a desperate situation, you make very selfish prayers. Instead of praying, oh God, restore my sight so that I can continue killing these Philistines. <laughs> so that I may fulfill your purpose because I don't believe that is how God wanted him to die. He died young. He died before his time. But because he was in a crisis and he really wanted to get out of that situation. That's why he made such a foolish prayer. Verse 29. But still God answered his prayer. Tell your neighbor, God answers prayer. Whichever way you pray. That's why you have to be careful what you pray. God answers what? He answers prayer. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple and he breasted himself against them. Tell your neighbor, strength is, strength is coming. Tell them again, strength is coming. Even before I finish this verse, if you are here and you are feeling weak, receive strength right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, that a man is very weak. I say receive strength. I speak supernatural strength in your body right now, in your mind right now, in your heart right now. Receive strength in the name of Jesus. Shout a louder amen in this house. If you are kind of weak, receive strength. Supernatural strength right now in the name of Jesus. Throw your hands up and say, I receive strength. My God, say, I receive strength. The things you could not do, receive strength to do them right now. The places you could not go, receive strength to go to those places right now. The things you could not apprehend, receive strength to apprehend them right now. In the name of Jesus. Give somebody a high five and tell them, I feel it already. It's coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I feel like preaching in this house. Tell your neighbor, I feel strength coming upon me. I feel power coming upon me. I feel supernatural strength coming upon me. I came to this service feeling kind of weak, but I feel supernatural strength rising within me. Shout yes if you believe it. Oh 
my goodness. He touched the pillars and pressed himself against them. One on his right and the other on his... Which one is right? Right, the other one on his left. Then verse 30, what happened? Are you with me, Samson? Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed. He pushed. He pushed. He pushed. He pushed. After prayer, he had to do something. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I say after prayer, he had to do something. So it's not just enough for you to pray for supernatural strength. You have to do something. After prayer, you have to do something for you to prove that something has entered you. I need to tell somebody in this house, as you live here, go and do the things that you are not able to do. And this time, I say this time, things will give way because of supernatural strength. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I say receive it in the name of Jesus. He pushed with all his might and the temple fell on the Lord's and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he killed in his lifetime. One single move was able to do so much more than what he did when he was alive. Some of you, I know you have accomplished a lot of things, but there is another level. God is taking you to another level. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I feel like prophesying over somebody in this house. As you receive supernatural strength, this level that you're going into, you will do things that will make the things you have already seen in your life look like child's play in the name of Jesus. A new level, new exploits, new progress, new increase, another level of victory, another level of prosperity, another level of progress. If you believe it, shout yes. Shout the Holy Ghost yes. Grab somebody's hands and tell them I feel the strength. I feel the power. I feel supernatural strength coming over me right now. I feel supernatural strength coming upon me right now. I feel I'm being empowered by the Holy Ghost to do extraordinary things right now. What I lost is coming back. What I lost is being brought back. What the enemy took away from me, it is coming back. It will come back. My strength, it will come back. My honor, it will come back. My progress, it will come back. My prosperity, it will come back. If you believe it, shout yes in this house. I want you to go to five people and tell them he's coming back. He's coming back. Tell them he's coming back. Tell them he's coming back. Tell them he's coming back. It is coming back. My strength is coming back. My anointing is coming back. My favor 
is coming back. My promotion is coming back. My increase is coming back. The devil is a liar. He thought my hair will not grow back, but my hair is growing. And everything that was taken away when my hair was shaved is coming back. My goodness, I feel like preaching in this house. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost is coming back. Shout is coming back. Shout is coming back. Shout is coming back. But tell them, don't count me out. They didn't hear you. Shout again and tell them, don't count me out. It's coming back. It's not yet over. I say it's not yet over. Your strength, your hair, your dignity your progress your promotion whatever you lost is coming back i prophesy this year as a man of god i prophesy whatever you lost because of your hair being shaved before the end of this year may you experience it in the name of jesus shout a louder amen in this house testify of restoration in your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.